Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, January 16th, and we have completed week two of 2023. As a reminder, we have released our December 2022 Insights Report, The Numbers Tell the Story. This is a recap of how the travel industry performed last month. This report is not an opinion piece, but is based only on the facts through numbers released by the Airline Reporting Corporation. We look at their data and we provide the analysis to you in a simple and easy to understand manner. You can access this report by visiting businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. In some unfortunate news, at the time of this recording, 68 people were killed on Sunday when a domestic flight crashed in Nepal. Hundreds of rescue workers continue to scour the hillside site where the plane of domestic airline Yeti Airlines was flying from the capital Kathmandu went down. Rescue operations are on, according to the spokesperson for the Nepal Civil Aviation Authority. The weather was clear. There were 72 people on board the twin-engine ATR-72 aircraft operated by Yeti, including two infants and four crew members. The plane was 15 years old, according to flight tracking website Flight Radar 24. Worldwide passenger traffic in November reached 75% of its November 2019 level, according to new data from IATA. That's traffic measured by Revenue Passenger Kilometers, RPKs, which account for both domestic volumes and distance flown. Domestic traffic has recovered slightly faster than international, though the figures vary greatly by region. While full traffic recovery in the COVID crisis isn't yet complete, 2022 represented a major step in the direction. Comparing November 2022 to November 2021, global RPKs were up 41%. The fact that airlines have only recovered three-quarters of their pre-pandemic passenger traffic has a lot to do with China not relaxing its domestic and international travel restrictions until recently. Also a factor are supply-side constraints that have prevented many airlines from adding capacity. This includes delays in aircraft production and labor shortages. Delta Airlines reported financial results for the most recent December quarter and the full year 2022, as well as provided an outlook for the current March quarter 2023. The airline generated double-digit operating margin in the final quarter of 2022, with earnings per share ahead of guidance. Adjusted financial results for the quarter included operating revenue of $12.3 billion, which is 8% higher than the pre-pandemic December quarter of 2019, operating income of $1.4 billion, with an operating margin of 11.6%, pre-tax income of $1.2 billion, with a pre-tax margin of 10%. The airlines announced Friday that it expects March revenue to accelerate further relative to 2019 and reiterated its outlook for significant earnings and cash flow growth in 2023, including EPS of $5 to $6 and free cash flow of more than $2 billion. Virgin Orbit, after initially declaring that its rocket had reached orbit, said that the vehicle suffered an anomaly that prevented it from doing so. 
The launch of nine small satellites from England would have marked the first time aircraft would have been delivered to orbit from the UK. The launch, which was attempted by Virgin Orbit, uses a modified 747 airliner to carry the 70-foot-long rocket 40,000 feet into the air above the ocean, where it is released and fired into orbit. This is the sixth time Virgin Orbit has launched customer payloads into space, and the first time it has done so outside of the U.S. Hotel Hub is forecasting further rises in hotel prices in the first half of 2023, despite a slowdown in bookings in the U.S. and Europe in the last quarter of 2022. Its latest figures show that international hotel bookings from the U.S. fell steadily over the quarter, from 16% of total volumes at the end of third quarter to 13% in December 2022. The figure is still a long way short of the 27% of hotel bookings for international travel from the U.S. in December 2019. International bookings from European markets also dipped in the fourth quarter, bucking the trend for the previous two quarters, which had shown an increase. At the end of quarter three, two thousand and twenty-two, European international bookings were down one percent below two thousand and nineteen levels for the same period, but this fell to three point five percent by the end of December two thousand and twenty-two. Now, in news that impacts the travel industry. The U.S. government has extended its existing COVID-19 entry requirements for another three months to mid-April. The current requirement, which requires international visitors to the U.S. to be fully vaccinated against the virus, had been due to end on January 8th, but now has been extended to April 10th by the Transportation Security Administration. The rules first were put into place in October 2021 as the U.S. prepared to reopen its borders to international travelers in November 2021 after being closed for 20 months due to the pandemic. The requirements apply to any non-U.S. citizen who still will need to provide proof of receiving at least two COVID vaccine doses or an acceptable single-dose vaccine, such as the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Foreign airlines also are required not to allow any non-U.S. travelers who do not fulfill these vaccination rules to board their flights for the U.S. On Wednesday, the FAA ordered a flight stoppage because of outages of the NOTAM system. The system alerts pilots of potential hazards along a flight route or other safety issues in the air. Pilots are still able to take off with the system down, and some did. But as traffic picked up at airports across the country, it became more difficult for pilots to get that information without the NOTAM system, and the FAA made the decision to ground flights. Flights started to gradually resume at about 9 a.m. when the FAA lifted its stop. But just those four hours caused major impacts across the U.S., according to FlightAware. The four-hour delay forced more than 1,300 flights to be canceled and about 10,000 to be delayed, causing another day of chaos for travelers flying in or out of the U.S. For some airlines, that amounted to 40% of their total Wednesday schedule. According to the FAA, there is no evidence that the system failed because of a cyber attack. Rather, it was most likely impacted by a damaged database file. Now let's get to the news of mergers and new partnerships. United Airlines and Emirates have applied to the DOT to implement their planned codeshare partnership. Documents filed with the government agency show that the first phase of the agreement covers almost 300 routes. United intends to place its UA code on Emirates' operated flights to 27 destinations. In turn, Emirates will place the EK code on 272 routes operated by United and United Express. Fly 91, a new Indian airline named after the country's telephone code, is aiming to take advantage of India's rising middle class 
by focusing its services on second- and third-tier cities. The airline is hoping to start operations around the last quarter of this year. Fly 91 will be the first airline to be based in India's southwestern coastal city of Goa. India-based investment firm Convergent Finance will anchor Fly 91's initial $25 million investment. American Express is acquiring procure-to-pay automation platform Nipendo to boost the capabilities of its own business payments platform. Israel-based Nipendo automates and cuts paperwork from processes and interactions in B2B payments, and American Express plans to integrate the company's team, technology, and capability into its own offerings. Amex expects the deal to close during this quarter, pending customary closing conditions. Financial terms were not disclosed. New travel management company Take-Two Travel Solutions has signed an agreement with Circo to offer the Xeno by Circo booking tool for its clients. Take-Two launched in the UK in 2021 and expanded to the US a few months later. It reportedly has presence in more than 85 countries. Riverside Luxury Cruises has acquired four former Crystal Cruises river ships as the newly formed company gets ready to debut this April. Riverside late last year bought Crystal's largest river ship, the Mozart. Two ships will begin sailing in 2024, and itineraries are expected to be announced later this year. And now, news of new travel services and improvements. Iceland-based low-cost airline Play, which is currently operating flights out of both Europe and the U.S., announced that it would soon add service to and from Canada. Starting in June 2023, Play will kick off flights between Hamilton International Airport and serve 15 different European destinations. Play's pitch, like a lot of the current North American low-cost airlines, is that passengers can pay for the no-frill services and then allocate their budget to other experiences during the trip. It operates flights on the new Airbus A321neo and A320neo aircraft. UFO Drive announced another expansion to its U.S.-based presence in L.A. and L.A. South in time to support the peak LAX travel season. Expect more pop-up locations as we expand throughout the new year and start exciting new partnerships across the U.S., according to the announcement. Following several recent other U.S. openings at the end of last year in San Francisco, Austin, New York, and Boston, in less than four months, the company has announced further expansion plans for Miami. The newest UFO Bay offers premium Tesla rentals, including the Tesla Model Y and the Tesla Model 3. UFO Drive offers all-digital, all-electric car rental experiences controlled by an app and will now soon be available in LA 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Air India will commence 12 new weekly flights to London Gatwick and increase services to London Heathrow on March 26th. The new services to Gatwick are from four different cities and will operate three times per week. Meanwhile, direct flights to Heathrow from Delhi will increase from 14 to 17 times a week, and flights between Mumbai and Heathrow will increase from 12 to 14 times a week. JetBlue said that in June, it will launch year-round services between LA Airport and Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. With this addition in 2023, JetBlue will operate services between LA and 20 nonstop destinations. The airline also said that the tickets for the new routes announced in December are available for sale immediately. Hilton is looking to shake up the economy hotel sector with the launch of a premium economy brand called Spark by Hilton. Spark is the first economy brand in the Hilton portfolio, as well as Hilton's first new flag since the debut of lifestyle brand Tempo by Hilton in early 2020. 
Bill Duncan, Hilton's global category head for focused services and whole suites, described Spark as a conversion-only brand that will sit at an accessible price point just below the mid-scale True by Hilton. Also available at Spark Properties will be 24-hour retail market, as well as 24-hour digital check-in and digital key room access. And now in some technology news. Colombian airline Avianca has renewed its distribution agreement with Travelport, which will bring new distribution capability content to the Travelport Plus GDS. By renewing our partnership with Travelport, we expect to elevate our distribution strategy and make our NDC content even more accessible, according to Avianca's sales vice president. In July, Avianca partnered with Sabre to provide NDC content to Sabre-connected agencies. Travelport and Air France KLM announced that Air France's KLM NDC is now live on Travelport Plus. The move gives Travelport users direct access to the airline's NDC content, including shopping, booking, servicing, and private fares to cover multiple segments. It also allows users to get access to continuous pricing and ancillary purchases. This milestone assures Air France KLM as an innovative and competitive marketplace supplier while also cementing their position as a market leader in NDC and modern travel retailing. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. (laughs) 